Why is it that every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know, why don't you know you just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast, your home for in-depth news discussions, reviews, and deep dives into movies, television shows, and music, with a special emphasis on diversity and the Black experience. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can also find us on all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast or at our website, SSMPodcast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. We are so glad to have y'all here today that we apologize for the reason why. <laughs> Is that wow. what that, that button does? Wow, we have no need to apologize. We, that, I mean, I, what, what's that, what's that uh, Nicki, Minaj, Nicki Minaj line here, line that says, Apologizing to somebody who offended you—that's a big problem. Um, <laughs> oh, apologizing to a nigga who dissed you—that's a big problem. Yes, yes. I mean, they, the audience didn't offend us, but we were offended by something else. Yes, we were. Um, I am here with Ali. I was assaulted. And Ken. <laughs> I was just—I just had hysterical like, the giggles. Like this can't be real. This can't be happening. And anxious laughter. And special guest, Tammy. I really need a retcon in my brain right now. <laughs> and we are here <laughs> to discuss the um, newly released and final chapter in Fox's X-Men franchise, The New Mutants Notwithstanding, which I don't think is going to stand anymore. Um, <laughs> and we also... We, we also... <laughs> that is so funny. Everybody said, it's the last movie. New Mutants is like... Uh, is it though is it though dark phoenix not x-men dark phoenix at least not north america it's just dark phoenix uh starring james mcavoy michael fassbender jennifer lawrence sophie turner ty sheridan uh nicholas holt uh jessica chastain and directed by simon kimber the writer producer who's made most of these movies since the mid-2000s um, as you guys can probably hear from our voices, um, we didn't like this movie. We didn't like it. Um, but that's okay. You know why? Because we also have with us a special guest in the room. It is a mannequin, and we're going to point on the mannequin where the evidence is that we were assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> it was my heart. That's where I'm pointing. Okay, right this just went somewhere I didn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is God's damn to do, damn it. No, we're in where no, what what you didn't realize, Ken, is that we're actually done at the police station. <laughs> we're filing a report. We're filing a report. <laughs> right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go around the room first and give our general thoughts on um Dark Phoenix and like a letter grade. I will start because so I went in, I had a sliver of hope for this movie. Not that I thought it was gonna be great, but I thought. You know, they ain't gonna fuck up the last one, are they? They at least go out on, like, not, not a bang, at least, like, a, 
like like a um, like a like a like a nice like a nice party favorite kazoo noise, you know. Oh, else. you sweet summer child. Yeah. So you know you know nothing, Jon Snow. I know nothing. So so nothing the picture so all. the picture comes on. They still do that stupid thing with the Twin Street Fox with the X. I'm I'm about tired of them doing that shit. Um, won't worry about it anymore, will I? Uh, I mean, yeah. All you have to is this is just a mild beasting, right? So, <laughs> the, so the, movie the Marvel comes, Studio logo. Yeah, the movie comes on, that broke my and mind. the first fifteen minutes of it are like, okay, this is weird. The X Men are heroes and everything. This is weird, but I'm okay so far. Then, as the movie starts happening, I start to notice that shots are out of place. Things are picked up from weird angles. And the acting just starts to get more and more erratic as the movie goes on. I'm like, what in the blue fuck is happening in this film? There were points where um, I'm in my chair and Ali, Ali got there after like the little prologue or whatever. Like he got there when, when the main credits started. Yeah, that's right. the movie. And I, I was about to tell him what happened. He's like, I don't need to. They're, they're going to tell me anyway, which they do. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Like most X Men movies, always start like. Remember, remember, Brandon. Like X Men, they always have. This is what happened many, many years ago. Yeah. And now let's fast forward to the future. So I was just like, just like the last day and did that same yeah. exact same thing. So because I saw the trailer for for Dark Phoenix, uh-huh. right? I already know that at some point in the movie, probably the beginning, they're going to show that Gene probably did something in the very past. Right. Well, let me so. really quickly break down the plot and everything, sort of kind of make of a basis for the movie. So, Dark Phoenix, of course, is an adaptation of the most popular X-Men and arguably the most popular Marvel storyline. The Dark Phoenix saga from 1980, basically, where uh, Jean Grey gets possessed by a cosmic entity known as the Phoenix and it starts messing with her power level. And she go and, like, she essentially... Has to has psychological and um, battles within herself, and you know she starts. She goes out into space a whole bunch and fights with a whole bunch of strange races of people and aliens that Tammy and Ken know way more about than I do. Eventually, uh, not these. Eventually, she she becomes known as Dark Phoenix because she sort of kind of becomes violent and can't control herself, and eventually she dies, which is the whole big. Does thing. she become really dark, or does she just become like? Shady Phoenix. Shady Phoenix. They called her Dark Phoenix, though. And, you know, and she stayed dead for like a good strong decade before they find a way to revive her and bring her back. And it's been a whole thing. They tried to adapt it in 2006 with X-Men The Last Stand. But the problem with that movie was that that movie had already been set up to be about like the whole thing about the X-Men cure, which was the A-plot. And for reasons that escape everyone, including Simon Kimberg, who wrote the damn movie with Zach Penn, they made the Dark Phoenix saga, this most important X-Men saga, the B-plot, <laughs> which essentially meant that Jean Grey got the Phoenix powers from within her somewhere. She kills, um, what's his name? Um, Enchanted. What's the boy's name? James Marsden. Jason Marsden. James. Uh, no, James Marsden. <laughs> Jason Marsden. I like that you know him from that and not like Westworld. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh my God. The same thing I told him um, um, many episodes ago. I was like, you remember him from that? Not, <laughs> not Westworld? Like, it was just last year. <laughs> I, I, you think Brandon's watched Westworld? No, yeah. you're right. I remember okay. him in shit where he sings. Um, <laughs> okay, so, Brandon, what, what were you talking about? I'm sorry. Um, James Marsden actually left 
the X Men franchise, the X Men franchise, so he could be Superman's cuckold in Superman Returns. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They they killed him off in X Three, so he can go and shoot Superman Returns. Uh, yeah, with uh, with um um with uh, Brian, Brian Singer. Singer. Because yeah. Brett Ratner did um, X3. You know, you're, you're training basically somebody who assaults boys with somebody who assaults girls. So, I mean. Um, <sighs> trade, trade, you trade, you trade one for another. Legacy. This legacy. The yeah, legacy virus. Yeah, it's, it's bad all around. And the legacy cure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and so like my, everybody's big problem, of course, with X3 was that Jean Grey sat around and did, behind Magneto and didn't do shit for about a good stroke 80 minutes of this 130-minute production. Wait, wait, wait. She looked she looked really good in that that red. Yeah, you there. can see it really good. She, did. she didn't move. <laughs> dressed like dressed like Hester Prim. From the <laughs> That's the second God damn it! Today. How are we? Keep, it just keeps coming back. It's like a boomerang. <laughs> but hey, you know, kudos to the studio for keeping her outfit so it was ready to use in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can, I tell you, can I tell you, it, this movie said, you know what a bad bitch wears? A trench coat. <laughs> a trench You know the crazy, <laughs> the crazy part about that is, and I'll say this really quickly, is that the transition from her green trench coat in the beginning of the movie to the red is, there's no explanation. All of a sudden, in the there very was next scene, there was, in the <laughs> very next scene, you just see that she's got on a red trench coat now. And I'm just like, you, what? Wait, wait, was, it, was, it, was the trench coat green or khaki? It was, it was, it was a tint of green. Yeah, it was a greenish. Okay, because you know what? I didn't catch that, but that's actually the original Phoenix costume was green, and I yeah. guess when she went evil, she went red. So, okay, right. that makes. Sense. But where she get it though? <laughs> Cold. I mean, yeah, Cold. Okay. I mean, she went, I mean I you know, I mean, go with it. She had to. <laughs> Two for one but sale. You, I want to. I'll, I'll, I don't know if I should say this, but I'll, maybe I'll, I'll talk about it in the spoiler review. We're going to go through the whole right. Thing. And so Simon Kinberg always felt bad about how X three turned out, and he to that end he wrote a retcon of it into Days of Future Past, the twenty fourteen X Men movie directed by Brian Singer, and they decided they were going to make a two part Dark Phoenix saga a series of movies. Uh, the problem with that, of course, is that as they were preparing these two part Dark Phoenix saga. Uh, there were secret negotiations starting up for uh, Fox to sell off the movie studio. They didn't know that Disney was going to buy it. They knew they were going to sell the shit. And so they said, make it one movie. And he made it one movie. And this is what it was. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, this movie... By the time um, so I'm in the movie theater with um with Ollie and like there's points where there's like dialogue being spoken and I'm making like jokes about the dialogue and the joke came fucking true. When Magneto says <laughs> one scene goes, you know, in the past we've had our and I said differences and then he said differences. I said, fuck <laughs> what is this movie? You never there are some times when you watch a movie and and you know there are some things that you can you can predict. Some movies are predictable, but there there's good predictable and there's bad predictable. This is a lot of bad. This is bad oh, predictable. Oh, actually, that kind of, something similarly happened when I was watching it because my homeboy he was talking about how Cyclops says you'll always come back to me, Gene, right? And then he said <laughs> you'll always come back. To me. But, but wait, wait! Not only did he say that, but you thought you usually lines like that come back at the end of the movie, right? Yeah. This was- he said it like literally two scenes later. Yeah. yeah you broke up a little bit. Oh, you broke Ken, up a little you're bit, breaking Ken. up again. You Ken. broke up a little bit. Say, say that again. 
I was just laughing. Okay, okay. But yeah. <laughs> and, and then, so there was a point in the third act where um, I just gave up on the movie and I walked out. Um, so, Wait, was your third act? Oh, well, the alleged third act. <laughs> they're on the train. So here's I, the deal. I gave up and walked out. Like, I literally, I bolted out my chair and I, I just left. I went to the outside to the ticket attendant and I told him, and no, there was a dude and his daughter. They were getting their ticket um, uh, scanned. I said, "What did y'all? What are y'all going to see?" He said, "Secret Life of Pets Part 2. I said, "Good. Don't see Dark Phoenix." So <laughs> I want to mention two things, okay? Because I am the one watching the movie with you, sir. Mm-hmm. Right? When you get a movie like this that you know you're going to be upset with. You from, I didn't know I was gonna be upset with it. From no one, you will take the aisle seat. <laughs> because you are a big guy. So when you bolt up of a, out of your chair, you scared the shit out of me. I have never seen you move so fast. You, you got up and you crossed over me, and I was like, what emergency? Like yeah. You just you, I was like, what the heck? Yeah, I, it's like Brandon does it, it like what is it like that when they don't realize how big they are? <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm just like, like <laughs> bro, bro, you, I, I was like, you're, you are not five foot six, my guy. You are a whole six foot two person. God damn it. <laughs> so you, bro, should night ass <laughs> You look, Ken said you, you, Debo should night looking. <laughs> So, so you, so you crossed over me, and Brandon bolted down the the, the stairs to the to the <laughs> to the exit, and I was like, waving my hands like a muppet, like just I can't do it. <laughs> Brandon, Bram, Brandon Kermit the Frog, all the way to <laughs> to the exit, and I was like, well, well, that's all she wrote. <laughs> well, I, I took five minutes to breathe, and I came back. I thought you were going to come back because I was like, did he just leave me after I bought these tickets? <laughs> That's you what it is. Okay, okay, I'm just sitting up to five and back down and say, what the heck is bothering me? <laughs> <laughs> like, so, and like to be honest, I almost walked out too. And like I, I don't I blame you. Patient with a lot of movies. And like uh, the only other movie I really ever wanted to walk out on that I actually paid money for, Battlefield Earth. <gasps> you know what? You know the funny thing is, I'm wondering if Brandon walked out on a scene about somebody walking. No. <laughs> I missed that scene. You should have lied. <laughs> say, yes, I, I got up and walked. <laughs> she walked, I walked. <laughs> we, we all walked. But so, yeah. So yeah, I, I was, I almost, I, I just sat there and I was like, I, I mean, for a moment, the, some of the movie like escaped me because I was just like, I was perplexed. I didn't know what to do because I was like, he, I bought these tickets and, and this dude just walked out. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> usually, usually I buy the tickets, but like he bombed this time. <laughs> so I just sat there. I was just sat there looking, looking foolish. <laughs> <laughs> but I came back and watched the rest of the movie, um, and you know, um, and everything like that. And just, oh, I want to know, like, I don't know if you can say it now, but uh, what scene was it? Like, okay, I'm done. It was the fight go. on the train. It was when um, I will tell you this. I mean. It's not really a spoiler because it's out of context. When Storm's fighting, um, oh yeah, a you know, person and like they absorb the blast and then blast it right back at her. Yeah, Brand- Brandon, Brandon got up bec- because because the black woman got taken out. 
No, it's just that it was so cliche. Like, the yeah. exact same thing happens in in um, Endgame someplace. The same thing happens in Shazam someplace. I'm sick of that move. Yeah. Now, right. Know, and it's... <laughs> It's like, um, uh, it's my problem with the movie with uh, the powers, right? Like, mm-hmm. the powers weren't written well. It was written for the plot, if that makes sense. Like, yes. okay, we need only one character on the screen now. Now let's make these powers not work as good or something. Or let's have Storm not remember she can control wind for most of this fight. Right. Like, oh, okay. Like, like, <laughs> and so I, the movie gets... That's like the two ethnic people fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, The crazy thing is that, like, like... <laughs> The way Storm's power levels are, like, in the comic books, like, she should literally be untouchable. There's, There should be nothing should be able to, to even graze Storm. Like, she should have, she should be, like, you know, a permanent weather bubble. <laughs> like, nothing should be able to reach her. Oh, but yet um, she keeps moment. getting smacked around. Uh, should Storm be able to fight inside of a small train? I'm not sure. Well, she, had she has claustrophobia. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, well, oh. She has Comic point. nerd point. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But that's fine. That was the worst of the issues. That's probably the least of them, really. <laughs> okay. Right. But, but yeah, so I give this movie a C, a straight up C. Only yeah. reason because the first third of it I thought was at least serviceable. The rest of it was trash. As, 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 you, as you, was, you said the first, the first third, the first act? I, it was sir. I just say it was gonna say it was serviceable that like it was oh. put together competently. And then, like, then the shit went off a cliff, and it kept driving. <laughs> so it, it became an wow. it became an amphibious beagle. Because <laughs> like I know the first third of the movie totally violates everything about X Men lore. I know that. I know oh, that. That bothered me. But like, uh, like I don't know. I was. Quasi entertained, and then the shit just um just fell up, went off a rail. Uh, so I, I don't understand the first third. I mean, we were literally watching Jennifer Lawrence's contract negotiations live. <laughs> and that's the one part of the movie I think was like the worst part in general. It's the same problem I had with Apocalypse. Jennifer Lawrence does not want to be in these pictures anymore. No. Some, but somehow I think she wants to get a new house or a new boat or something, <laughs> and so she decided, well, fuck it, I'll show up. Hey, I'm here, y'all, and she gives. What I can only describe as some, um, I'm here so I don't get fined. Listen, level of acting. Listen, y'all gonna get my, y'all gonna get my pinky finger. That's what. That's all y'all gonna get my pinky finger, and then I'm gonna walk <laughs> off the set. <laughs> that, that's what's gonna happen. I mean, that's a god honest truth, though. Like her performances, like she was good in X Men um, First Class. Mm-hmm. Before she before she was Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, actress, be, be, right? yeah, before she she blew up. Um, then she was she was serviceable in Days of Future Past. I didn't mind her there. Um, X Men Apocalypse. Oh, God, Awful. am I still here? Yeah, uh-huh. it was just it was yeah. absolutely right. dreadful. In this movie, she I actually liked her a little bit better in this movie than I did in Apocalypse, um, just slightly. Um, because I felt like she had a little bit more agency here. I don't even remember in Apocalypse. <laughs> I, she didn't bother me as much in here for some reason. That's me personally. A little more um, agency, a lot less makeup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, now man. that probably... I mean, there were so many problems with her and Beast not having makeup on. Y'all in the fucking man, mansion, you know, you you know, you know, can take her your skies off. You can, let, you can take your pants off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was weird for her to keep transforming into, like, you know, human form because I thought they were kind of establishing the whole mutant and proud thing. Yeah. But in general, I have yeah. a lot of problems. I was about to say, if you're, if you're yeah. hailed as a superhero... <laughs> 
now in the beginning of the movie, shouldn't that mean that you are now comfortable with who you are? Yeah. They, yeah. yeah they, the the public things that you're yeah the public things that you're a superhero. They they have toys. Yeah. I saw a toy of Jennifer Lawrence of 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 Mystique, Mystique mm-hmm. in when the little kid one of the little kid's hands. But yet, blue. but yet she, yeah, and it was blue. So yet, she, but yet, she, when she comes back to the mansion, she turns back into a regular. Yeah, year. it's just weird writing. The, the, and Jennifer was like, "Child, I'm tired. I ain't wearing that shit." But Jennifer, Where, I mean, that's the point. We change your, we change your makeup, Jennifer, to reduce it. You don't even look at the right the character anymore. We've reduced the makeup so fucking much. It's just a yeah. blue overlay with some black spots on it now rather than anything that has any sort of kind of texture to it. Yeah, this is just no... And she's like, I don't give a shit. I ain't wearing it no more. no texture. Y'all after, gonna get this blonde after you, After you went... You... Why would they do something with CGI? But, uh, uh, um, Ken, I mean, for as much as she can do Ken, huh? Ken, yeah. this movie already cost $200 million. You're going to add some 15 mil more on top of that? <laughs> they could have done that beforehand, man. <laughs> I mean, is there like a Mystique Snapchat filter we could have just put on? <laughs> she could have just. Listened. Is there a technology there? I I live. <laughs> I wow, good job. I mean, they look like a baby. Can they make me look like Mystique? I mean, at this point. And it's hard. It's hard because uh, with Mystique, I I just have as a fan from comics, right? Like the overall problems with the way Mystique is written and first class onward kind of thing. So I have to kind of separate my idea of Mystique from the comics, who's actually like a badass, you know, assassin kind they of They did like. to Mystique what we're scared that The Rock would do to Black Adam. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I understand yeah, they, they really put the kid gloves. Uh, I, I, you know, the funny thing is I partially agree with you. I mean, if Snapchat, if Snapchat can make me look, can, can gender bend me, <laughs> like reasonably well. Right. <laughs> like, oh, God. Oh, God. Real quick. <laughs> so Ali will never share the pictures with y'all, so y'all will never see them. <laughs> but Ali used that Snapchat gender bending filter, and the bitch turned into Suze Grieve the Supreme. She was because she was giving eyes and lips. <laughs> I was like, God damn, you a Ken, bad bitch, Ali. Ken, come and come and get Brandon. Ken, please. First off, I'm trying to figure out who the fuck Brandon talking about. Good. I mean, that's- that's your saving grace right now, Ali, because nobody yeah. can like Google Su- Google Suze Green Supremes, and that's exactly what Ali looked like when they put that filter on his ass. <laughs> you, Brent, Ali, he just put Brandon just put you on bad bitch alert. I can't. I don't. That. I just. I cannot. Like the 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 filter was that's so good. It, the filter made my 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 whole beard melt away, Ken. <laughs> I was wow. like, I don't even know who I'm looking at right now. What's going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, come on, <laughs> But yeah, um, like if if that's what Snapchat filters can do, just like come on, like they could have done something. They could have gotten creative for Jennifer Lawrence. Is what I'm trying to say. She, she was only in the movie for like a good strong 15 minutes. Yeah, you weren't even in the movie that long. I mean, just. Right. What was the original? Who was the original actress who played um, Mystique? Uh, Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Rebecca Romaine. I mean, damn. Do you know how long she had to stand, sit in that makeup chair to get all that put on her? Mm-hmm. And she looked really good. And then she acted her ass off too. And then you. Oh, she did the thing. Yep. Yeah. And then you, young, young buck Jennifer Lawrence, want to come in here and just like completely crap all over this character, <laughs> this iconic character. I don't want to blame her. I blame Simon Kinberg, the people who wrote it. Uh, guess mm. who wanted him to direct this movie? <laughs> True. Um, 
<laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. Really? Mm-hmm. No. It was a condition of her return. I I you. She's like, I. The only reason I'm coming back is only if somebody other than. <laughs> I mean, we get that. Yeah. Somebody other than, other than the serial rapist should come direct the movie. Fine, but yeah. so the thing is, the worst thing about this movie is the direction. Simon Kinberg does not know how to direct a movie. He does not know how to pick shots, where to place people, how to get them to give the at the performance they need, how to make the movie draw together, how to make shit make sense. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a lot. Sophie Turner gives a performance I can only describe as histrionic. So here's the deal. And I want to pause what? on... He said histrionic. Let me tell you something. I want to pause on that because, Ken, I want you... You, you know, Ken and Tammy, I want y'all's opinion. Sophie Turner in Game of Thrones, is she... Would you consider her a good actress? I think she got better as she went along. Um, um, I think she deserves that. Um, I don't think I don't ever think that 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 Sophie Turner ha, is is ha, I don't think she's I don't think she ever gives an Emmy winning performance. She tried. She tried. She was trying, and then she was just like, like no, I can see no. Yeah, um, and I want to be so nice about it. I don't like being because I'm like you know you're out there you're trying you know, and then I'm sure there's still somewhere in there, but I have no way to describe her performance other than it was like a piece of toast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the only reason I think that Sophie Turner, for example, she gets away with it. She gets away with it in Game of Thrones because she ha- she literally has to play something of a wallflower for for the majority of the series, right? So, so, so you don't you don't notice until you know. Then she gains more. Her character evolves and whatnot, whatnot. But I don't think she. I don't think she's a terrible actress. No, in this movie though, because of the direction and the lines that she that like, just the lines that she has to deliver now. No, it just makes her look absolutely horrendous. Ham. Like it's just yeah. It's yeah. It's very terrible. Ham. Oh my god, she's Mm-mm. just shaking. She's like. What's happening to me? Like, it's yeah. I just, just wish she could lose. You know what? I just wish she could lose her English. She could use do an American accent. Yeah, because she kept on. She <laughs> that, she could not keep her American accent. It was just no. She, she, just, she, she just gave up. Right. I didn't right. like her acting. I didn't like Michael Fassbender's acting. He like he was bored too, and he's just he's still just way too young to be like Matt Needle in the nineties. Really, like they didn't try to age him up at all. They're like. Let's keep him looking young and sexy. You know, I was going to say that. Like, they didn't even gray up his hair. No. Nope. Oh. He looks the exact same way as first class. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not complaining, but he, okay. He looks my age playing <laughs> what should be like a 60-year-old man who survived the Holocaust. Right. Yeah, by the and 90s. That's accent, oh my God. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, the accent. Listen, Alexander should be talking all this shit, every article about her playing Storm. Sis, you should at least be able to, if you're going to put this much effort into trying to keep this part, you should at least be able to put effort into some linguistics lessons, you know, some um, some diction. Some or have a watch coach. Black Panther a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would work. All you do, look, all you have to do is just, like, um, just go on Instagram and, and like, like um, friend friend request um, um, Lupita. And, and, yeah. Lupita ain't taking the DMs. Lupita gonna be like, you can, she gonna leave you on red. 
But yeah, C. Um, they're lucky they didn't get the C minus, which is the lowest grade I give a studio movie. Um, but still, I would not recommend anybody see this movie. You can go the rest of your life without having seen this. You'll see the last stand, which is it's not good. But if you if if you were held at gunpoint and the gunman said, "All right, this is the deal. See the last stand or or Dark Phoenix. See, pick pick the last stand." All right, um, Ali. <laughs> So, um, because I don't know as much, like, comic book lore as the rest of everybody here, I usually judge a movie based off of, is, are the characters, can I relate to any of the characters, and can you make me care about the stakes, right? When characters are, are going through uh, personal trauma, um, when characters um, are feeling some other kind of maybe physical pain, you know, can you, can you make me care? You know, and the problem with this movie is that I do not care. Um, the characters are so very paper thin. And over the course of several uh, movies, they have not done enough work to, to make me, to make me um, feel um, anything for the plight of these characters. Other than just the basic you know, analog for racism and, and, and sort of homophobia that is the, you know, the mutant extra. And anti-Semitism, basically, right? But there has to be more. There has to be a human element. You know, you have to find a way to, to inject that into the movie. Because X-Men, I feel like from what I've seen before and what I've read before, it's, it's really just you know, at the heart of it, it it has to, it's not about powers and and zip and zap and 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 kapowie and pew pew pew. It's it's the human element that is within these people who just happen to have, you know, something extra about them that that uh, makes that uh, sort of differentiates them from the rest of the population, right? So I need to care, and I did not. Sophie Turner's um gene, there's I haven't had enough time with her. So I don't, I haven't built up a, you know, a, a sort of like loyalty or, or you know, relatability of anything. Same thing for, um, for any of the other characters in there. There was even a scene where, where, um, where Nightcrawler, you know, eventually he, he murders his first person. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, supposed, dark. it's supposed to get dark and it's supposed to make you feel something. I, I could tell. But I didn't because by that part of the movie, I was so exhausted with just how, how dry and empty everything was that, that him having this turn of character, it didn't do anything for me. I haven't had enough time with him. And, you know, I just… It's just… No. no. They want you to bring outside baggage with these characters from… The from past and movies. And stuff. Yeah. Like, you haven't and, experienced any of that. Yeah. Like you're wondering why is why is the blue guy with the tail all of a sudden? Why is he this way? Why are we focused so much on him? Yeah, why should I that? care? You didn't you didn't you didn't um focus enough on on his personality, his upbringing, his backstory enough to. There's a missing film between this and Apocalypse that yeah. that will never be made. There's at least there's at least two missing films. Yeah, you know. Yep. And, it, and it's it's Dark Phoenix Saga for a reason. Yeah, right. it's it's very it's very apparent. It's very obvious. Right. So, what's your letter grade? For it's us? a D. Ooh. A yeah. D. This, movie <laughs> this movie failed. Oh, all right. Um, Ken. All right. I don't know how much more I can say that hasn't already been said. Um, except that this film is a comedy of errors. Like you, you will be astounded, like how bad it gets. 
Um, I mean, it's watchable, but even some of the action sequences and the choreography to them is like really they make no sense. Um, they do some uh, character assassination. Uh, we've already talked about Mystique. Um, they also take out um, one of the other members of the Hellfire Club, who's part of Magneto's group, uh, Celine. Like totally different from the comics, and they kind of mix her uh, up with an, another character, Callisto, who was in X Men. Um, the last. No, she was, she was oh, the last oh, time. Oh, yeah, because, um, so they kind of like, basically, it's like Ken Berg didn't want to exactly use Callisto, but he wanted to use Callisto again. Uh, so he used, uh, he used another character's name, Celine, which was so stupid. They should have just be like, there are so many X-Men characters you can use, and they don't even mention the names of these people. Um, they don't even like mention what uh, uh, Jean Grey's powers are or Phoenix's powers are. They don't say that she's a telepath and has, also has the telekinesis. Um, nobody really has a strong story arc in this movie. None. Except for maybe You have to make um, so many inferences, Ken, based off of things that you know about that, X-Men. That reminds me. That's the problem. One of the biggest sort of kind of problem with the movie is that you would think they're advertising as, you know, it's this woman with so much power. We focus on her, her struggle, her emotional struggle and everything. This movie spends more time with Xavier, Beast, and Magneto talking mm-hmm. about Jean Grey and her problems, and it depends with Jean Grey. Yeah. Like, and that's the biggest problem, the same problem we had with X-Men The Last Stand. It's like, they won't let her... I mean, ah. I, I know we've barely known her and that the other stars are bigger and quote-unquote supposed to be more, but you, really, this should have been carved out to be Sophie Turner's movie. Like, there should have been more uh, footage when, she, when she runs away and everything like that, like everything. We need to get inside her head more. She can't just pop up on... Uh, Magneto's Island, whatever it's called. What's it called, y'all? Oh, Genosha. Genosha, Genosha thank you. Um, how the fuck yeah, did she get like, there? And it's like, and even that scene, oh, that's another thing that pissed me off. When I well, said in the spoiler part that it doesn't make any sense how Gene's moving around so quick. Yeah. Um, the, it's so, like... But, uh, missing footage. Missing footage. It's like, <laughs> how did Gene know that he was... That... that how, okay, how did Gene know, or show us that Gene is aware that, okay, this is where, he, um, um, you know, Magneto is. Show us, he, show us that, okay. Uh-huh, go ahead. I mean, I don't, I don't think they should, they have to show us at point blank, but it should at least be explained a little bit better in the dialogue. Somebody right. should have at least name-dropped something in a previous scene, so that way when, when all of a sudden there's a, a wide shot of an unmarked island, that we're zooming in, so, so that way we can at least. I, I was so confused. I thought she. I thought she went somewhere in Europe. I yeah, I was just was. like, I, I already, I knew where it was because I know because of the trailer. But I'm just like, for the lay people in the audience, you have to like give us something so that way, you know, people are aware and be like, oh, so that's she's probably going there next, or or this is where Magneto is. It's just, it's just no, it's just a a place. And we just <laughs> assume that it's an asylum, or a pl- and then he name drops that he he says, "Oh, it's been given us to um, given to us by the U.S. government." Yeah, but it, and it's kind of like you have to infer too much, like you said, from past too movie, much, and maybe have some part of it. But also, this is also kind of mirroring parts of the Last Stand because don't you remember he had that mutant shanty down there? Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that's true. But but uh, actually, what that was, but if you remember. Ken, in that movie, it wasn't that it was his. He strolled into there and took over. In the, in the last stand. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. 
it was kind of like, but I mean, what I mean is it's kind of like he's mirror, he's taking stuff from the last stand, mm-hmm. like the movie people reviled and right. using it. Yeah. And, but, but just trying to change things up a little bit. So you don't like, it feels like very lazy storytelling. Why the whole time you're telling us it won't be the last stand. Yeah. Ha ha ha. I'm going to, it's a wolf and she's clothing, bitch. It um, feels, it feels like things, it feels like things were definitely left. Things that were on the cutting room floor maybe shouldn't have ended up there. Maybe they should have found a more creative way. The movie movie wasn't that long. I'm like, they had room. And and the way the set, like... Yeah, it was only an hour and 30 minutes, I think. Yeah, the second and third acts, the way those things came together, I can see how it feels like it didn't have a third act. Because those things just kind of ran together. It came so fast. I was so shocked. I was like, wait, where are you on the train? Wow. That was... Really fast. I didn't. I didn't think it was. I, I'm not so. I'm just so not used to it. I wouldn't have been yeah, I wouldn't have even. Been, I was like almost thinking, wow, the end of the second act was going to be the end of the movie the way it felt. Oh. Um. Also, I read an article that's saying that. I mean, even though this happens in most movies, they said that Dark Phoenix was rewritten on set every day. But yeah, like but Simon sat down. And the funny so- thing is that, like, I totally agree. Yeah, I we've think, spoken about that before. Like, real, this is real, something real quick, that happens in, in, for all movies. Isn't yeah, it? like I don't, I don't, I don't like it when these nerd sites come. I actually posted about this yesterday. It's like rant I put on my Facebook. Yes, this is what it was about. Dark Phoenix is a bad movie. We get that, but if, 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 that article, mm-hmm. I I think Geek Tyrant was the one who had it. I'll call him out. They said, well, they said they were rewriting the script on the set. You know, that don't sound like the way to make a movie. Every movie has an on-set writer. And I know they write the script before in pre-production and everything, but if you get on the set, listen, whatever bullshit we got, it would have been worse if they didn't have some it didn't have Kimberg on the set rewriting stuff and going with stuff returning, like, can you say this this way? How about saying it that way? Let's condense these. We lost our location for this place. Let's put this scene here. That's the kind of shit that happens on the sets. That's what that's typical. Let's say with the reshoots. Yeah. Reshoots happen all the time now. They, yeah, just that the existence of rewrites and reshoots does not mean the movie's bad. It right. may have made this movie worse. It made but this in movie general, worse. Just because they exist doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Agreed. I yeah. Don't, I, don't, I don't know. Did it make it just some worse? Uh, it, it, I mean, it, 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 made, it just made a bad product. It might have been a worse product. Maybe it made it, it made it bad. Like some movies get saved by reshoots. Uh, Rogue One got saved by reshoots. Uh, what else? Um, other yeah. movies like nobody got saved by reshoots. I'm thinking. I'm thinking right quick. Um, uh, get out is another one that got saved by reshoots. Um, but the point is understood. But the point is understood. Like, point yeah. Is understood. yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they do stuff like that for clickbait articles because they know people who click on them yeah. and don't have the knowledge that you got, that we have about things. So I totally you, agree. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, even though I know they're in the wrong, I don't got to pay their bills either. Right. Um. But what else? There's something else that really pissed me off. Besides. Storm, oh my god, they did disrespect they showed the storm. Beyond you know, I, I can't I can't give out even though I felt bad that Alexandra's ship, like she suffered crusade saying, Oh, she's not dark enough and blah 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 blah. And you're you know, I thought that was horrible, like it's not her fault. Even though she doesn't handle the situation correctly, but she did her acting in this movie was a business. Yeah. Um but she wasn't given much to work with out there. And I mean, and there was one scene I'll talk about later, but really that's how we're going to treat Storm? That's what we're going to reduce her to? 
Um, yeah. Oh, I, I think I know what's exactly the scene you're talking about. Because I was just like, I was like, my fridge can do that. <laughs> Wait a minute. No. When I saw you, I we, know the scene. You know, we were. Go ahead and spoil it. That's 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 fine. Talk about it. We talking about which when they're at the party and when, um, when, she, when, she, when somebody bumped her like, hey, put, give me some ice in my cup, and she just threw the ice out of her hand like, clink clink. Yes, <laughs> slavery. It wasn't even a special effect to it. It's just like she had in her hand, and then she just threw it in like, oh, let me go get her some craft services. Clink clink. <laughs> Like, he's not Iceman. You know the, not Iceman. You know the worst part about that is... Where was I? Where was Bobby? Here's the, here's the worst part about that. Scott, this is a campfire party. There are coolers all over the goddamn place. But you had to go to the the black girl. You to get, get, give me some ice. Really, Scott? Really? Really? What were all the, what were all the coolers lying around for? They had, they had uh. drinks in them, right? They, were, they didn't have ice in them? And it's so for context, right? Like it's it's one of those badly written scenes where what the writer thinks he's doing is, hey, look, they're mutants. This is what mutant life is. Yeah, look tether, how cool, right? Look at their powers. And, and no, that it's an and the thing is, they did something similar in X two when Bobby like chilled out Wolverine's beer. Yeah, but but the difference. Yeah, it was done in an articulate way. Yes. Well, that's his power. That's actually his power, for one. And, yeah. uh, like, if it was like, hey, Storm, uh, these plants could use some water. Could you water my cactus? Like, cool. Right. And that at least makes sense. She loves plants, too. But, right. it, but. it wasn't only that. It was like Bobby showing off. Too. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, because the other thing is, too, that, that scene that, that Ken just referenced for Wolverine and Bobby, in that scene, Bobby and Wolverine, because, because Wolverine... In that, if you remember, in that scene, he had just started. He just came back from his trip from this from the first movie, and Bobby is now dating Rogue. So Bobby sees Wolverine as a potential, like you know, because he knows that Rogue has affection. You know, not not like romantic, but like you know, this father is somebody figure. he wants to impress. Exactly, the father and so so this is this is a this is Wolverine sizing up somebody who's who's like almost like um encroaching on dating his surrogate daughter, essentially, right? So yeah. him passing him the bear was just like, you know, but but what can you like, you know, like this is just our way of saying, okay, you're good. I'm good with you, right? And so I thought that was a that was a, a smart scene. But this, this way you ask her to make ice cubes uh, for you offhandedly? Wait, wait, wait. I was just like, <laughs> what is this? The struggle. The struggle. I want to note, I love that like, we're all referring to like you know all the X Men's uh, uh, code names, but we're like first name basis with Bobby. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's, it's just, not it's not Logan or Aurora. It's like, hey Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, all right, it's just, man. It's, it's just terrible. Nobody said anybody to say Aurora. No, no, nobody no, said Aurora. No. They, they always call her Storm. Yeah, they always call her Storm. I was like, so no, you like, do that. Yeah, even even uh, yeah. Even Magneto, like Magneto has no reason to call anybody by their code name. He has no reason to do that. He could have just said when he when he tells on the train when he I forgot who he, he tells um to get um I think he tells Scott like go get Storm and what or something like that. And I'm just like, you don't have a reason to call her Storm at all. It hasn't been established that you are on that kind of like that kind of team sort of a mission um right. like level with them. So you need to call her Aurora, and that's it. But you know, 
I'm just saying, yep. like, she, her people have walked too, too long, <laughs> okay, <laughs> in the hot sun of Africa for you <laughs> to come up to oh, her. Like, (laughs) too long for you to walk up to her. She was, she was in Egypt like several years ago. She was, she was a, um, she was Aladdin. She was playing Aladdin. Uh, I was going to say, she was Riff Rap. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Scoundrel. Take that. that. (laughs) Just a little rain (laughs) guy. Like, for real. For real. Uh, Ken, so Ken, what is your letter grade for? Um... I'm gonna give this a C minus, only because Justice League exists. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what? I cannot argue that. Can't argue that. I All really right. can't. All right, Tammy. Oh boy. Uh, without spoilers. Okay, this is hard. This is so hard. Um. Well. Um. I, I don't know what you guys were talking about. I thought it was an excellent description <laughs> or depiction. Sorry. Of uh, the greatest supervillain the X Men have ever faced, Simon Kinberg. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy, because when I first saw the trailers, I'm, you know, I'm an X-Men fan. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay, even though Rogue is at the end of these movies, and Rogue is my favorite, followed by Gambit. Okay, we'll deal, we'll deal. Um, so the trailers, when I first saw them, I'm like, oh my God, does the marketing team realize that they're making this seem like literally a remake of The Last Stand out of all the movies? Okay. And then more and more comes out. I'm like, oh no, I think it's a remake of The Last Stand. And then I find out Simon Kinberg wrote The Last Stand and this is his first time directing. And he's like, aha, I'll show you, Fox. You couldn't make my movie, but I'll make it. Right? Like, it's like super villain level. Does he have a cape? I don't know. I haven't <laughs> seen the man, but I think he might because, wow. And, and everything about this movie felt so cliche. It felt, um, if you've ever seen a... If you're one of the three people that saw John Carter of Mars, you might understand what I mean. I've seen John and, uh, Carter of Mars. <laughs> oh, boy. And, no, 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 no. I, not John Carter of Mars. John Carter. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Where, you know, maybe in, in a vacuum, it's not that bad of a movie, but everything you've seen, you've seen before and right. better with more emotional resonance where you actually care about the characters or right. actually acting or whatever. Like, it's, it's a subpar, mediocre movie at best. And just a poor replica of other movies at worst. And I, I mean, I said it right when I walked out of the theater that um, the best way to describe this movie is like, imagine you had to edit together the movie Captain Marvel, but you could only use the worst parts of X-Men Last Stand and Spider-Man 3. <laughs> and you had to only use for the soundtrack the worst tracks from Inception. Yeah. Oh my God, the score. We'll get back to that. Wow. Yeah. What, what's you know what? Oh, what? oh my gosh, I just realized something. There was nothing that really placed this movie in 1992. Nothing. Nothing. No, no music. Uh, yeah, you're no right. There's, there was, I don't remember any kind of reference to the, the, the era at all. They, they, had, they, they had hoop earrings. That was about it. All the cars were like from a different era. Yes. I just, mm. oof. There's so much. And I mean, everyone covered pretty much all the things, you know, that I was going to cover in a non-spoilery thing. But Yeah. I'm sorry. And there was one more thing that pissed me off about this movie. I'm sorry. Uh, Only one? I, uh, <laughs> well, it's going to keep going. Yeah. They completely dropped the idea that the X-Men is supposed to be an analogy for racism. Completely not referenced in this movie at all. I mean, you didn't feel it with that one black bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> No, not that guy. Not that guy. The, the, the bad black guy. The alien. The alien. Yeah, the one possessed by the alien. Yeah. Who had that evil oh, bad guy look? 
Yeah. 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 The dreadlock guy is apparently yeah. he's on um, Mars. Oh, okay. He's not black. I looked it up. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, uh... the guy who they intentionally showed you, like they did a close up to let you know he was the villain. Yes. Yeah. He's <laughs> yes. like, like that guy. That guy has that's really buggy looking eyes. Right. He's clearly he needed bad. a mustache to twirl. Just, like, it was that level of yeah. so... Uh, <laughs> yep. But, yeah. you know, it's just, um, there's so much wrong with this movie where it could have been a good movie and the one, like, uh, oh, I can't spoil it. Ah, 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 ah. Um, I mean, there's no Will Smith. That's a big problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping with my standards here. Um, oh, there's other things that should have been in it. That would be a spoiler. Uh, the powers weren't well thought out in the usage because usually, like, there's something in the movie that means, like, uh, hey, this is a great fight scene, at least, or something. Like, if you look back to Last Stand, which I will absolutely say was a better movie than this. Yes. Um, even though <laughs> the, what should have been the A plot was the B plot, uh, there's some moments in Last Stand that are just wonderful to watch. And you can just watch that one part of YouTube and feel like a better person and not waste the other hour and a half, right? Right. Um, <laughs> for example, that was one of the first times you really see Lola effects as uh, their work where they, um, I don't know what's called it, youngifying at this point, making younger versions, the de-aging, right? Yeah. That's the first time it was really showcased with the young Professor X and young Magneto. It's wonderful. And, um, and the scene where, um, you know, she kind of uh, giblets makes uh, Professor X the giblets in the movie. I love that with the music and the choreography and everything. It's wonderful. Um, and I, I really like that Jean Grey better than this one uh, by far. But um, there's just so much it could have been better in this movie. And it was close. And it just felt so mediocre and such a lost opportunity. And there's just some random weird stuff. Like, I feel like, uh, did the writer only read one issue of X-Men, Uncanny X-Men number 297 specifically, because of Professor X's clothes and walking? But... Okay, getting nerdy now. Um, Nightcrawler, why is his mouth always open? I don't understand. <laughs> how are you supposed weird. to see the? How are you supposed to see the the teeth that they had to work so hard All to to get right? in there? It was in the budget. I don't know. Union thing. That's happened sometimes. I was like, why was Sophie Turner's hair? Why did it always look wet? I don't know. It just always looked wet. Uh, <laughs> And there is just no humor, no joy, no fun in this movie. Um, None at all. Uh, usually, usually, this... usually in X Men movies, they they include just a little, a little, a little sprinkle, sprinkling of levity to to because it's a very because the subject matter is so tense all the time in an X Men franchise. So you have to bring a little, a little bit of um, levity, but no, none at all. It's just. No. Nothing, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, were people laughing in your movie? Because people were laughing in my audience. It was great. I, oh, I, I couldn't laughed. stop. I, I laughed. And I laughed. At, oh, I'll, I'll tell you where I laughed when we get into spoilers. But yeah, tell me, what's your letter grade? Oh, uh, I, I want to say F for Fox, but I mean, that's alliteration. And that, that, mm. But, oh. Uh, Do it, geez. girl. I mean, Just... <laughs> uh, where's we're going to go? There's so many worse movies out there, but I think for an X-Men fan, F for Fox. Okay. Yeah. Uh, see if you don't care and maybe loved Apocalypse. <laughs> I can't. Nobody <laughs> loved Apocalypse. Just, so, just know, go watch the Isaac. animated series. Just, yeah. just go find the yeah. Phoenix Saga. It's like five episodes of the animated series. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's or Last Stand at this point. It's good stuff. That's it's like I everybody does, does an X-Men movie for the check. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen Dark Phoenix and or don't care about spoilers, we recommend you don't see Dark Phoenix, to be perfectly honest with you. So, just keep listening. Uh, we're going to go into spoilers now. All right, so I will tell you exactly where where I where I lost it. I made Ali lose it. So 
when Jean Grey goes to Genosha and and um the, uh, the uh, <laughs> Gen- Genosha, sorry, and the <laughs> army comes and they start to like try to like land <laughs> and then um him, um her Jean Grey and Magneto are fighting about uh. like, trying to control the the helicopter and Michael Fassbender is making these these poses that can only describe as voguing but with arthritis. I'm, oh, I, I start, constipated arthritis vogue. Yeah, <laughs> I started cracking up then. Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Right? And then, then mm. when they when they when they um when they finally leave and Jean Grey knocks him um across the um the field and he mm-hmm. falls into the bicycle rack. <laughs> and I literally said out loud, oh no, not the bicycles. <laughs> Ali fell out. <laughs> I, I was oh. trying. So hard. Oh, yeah. laugh for the next next minute. I was trying so hard not to laugh because Brandon. I'm sorry. Brandon is next to me, and Brandon, Brandon, I can't use my armrest because Brandon, Brandon is next to me, and he's doing this, and I'm just like, it's a funny scene. I I'm supposed to be. I'm trying to focus here, and then then he gets flown across the screen, and then Brandon yells, "Oh no, not the bicycles!" And I'm like, God damn it. And I just, I just fell over on the side of the chair, yeah, and I was, I was done because I thank God there was nobody off to the side of me because the the the, the theater was reasonably empty enough. Right. But I just fell off to the side because I was like, I'm done. Because the funny thing is, like, like Magneto also says, "Get in the chopper." And I- yes, he does. He yes. literally said, "Get to the chopper," just like that. And that's what I cracked up to. I was like, "Was this on purpose? Was that supposed to be a joke?" They, 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 but that made no sense at all. Like the reason that I like that plot line got dropped where the people, like, where the um government was pursuing. Oh, yeah. It was so forced. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, 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 you broke it up. Bring it real bad. Hold up. Hold wait, up. wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Wait, wait a few minutes so you can get like a, a area. Can you hear me now? A little bit. Like, wait till you get, I guess, how far are you from town? I am uh, a minute away. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got to wait till you get to like closer to a civilized place. Yeah, um, give it like about yeah. two minutes or so. Yeah, you we heard you. Now, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I, the, that plot line is just crazy because they come here to clearly look for Gene. And the, the, the it's just, it's not a good, um, the optics is really bad, right? It's basically, yeah. he, he told them, you know, um, get in the chopper, which is hilarious on its own, right? <laughs> they get in the chopper and, when when him and Gene reach a point where like he he finally is able to like wrestle wrestle the the helicopter, the helicopter free of her psychic um you know control, it catapults the helicopter into the distance, and it all I just wanted to see is is for the camera to linger on the helicopter long enough for it to turn into a star that twinkles in the distance. <laughs> With the screen, like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like team, team, team Rocket blasts off again. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me crash. <laughs> it really 
was such bad forced writing to create yeah. conflict where there really wasn't any because I, in the previous movie she used her powers to not be visible to people searching for her from a helicopter yeah so right. i'm confused this is yeah, so a solution very <laughs> confused over that here's the other here's the kicker the real kicker is the fact that simon kimberg actually went online like he actually shot a video of him analyzing that very scene he did one of those oh. New York Times anatomy of a scene. Yes, he did. How dare oh. he? Yeah, he did. Wow. <laughs> this man wow. literally sat there and was just like, in this scene. With a marker? In this scene, I want to show, I want to, to show a different kind of, of combat, not physical, but in the mind. And I was like, so no, he's this is not the astral plane. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, already saw this shit in, in the last stand when Gene and Professor, Professor X had that mind off. Uh -huh. And you floated about the chair. Yeah. We or seen Legion. <laughs> Just watch Legion. So it's kind of like he wanted to, he wanted to be an unreliable narrator, like at the end <laughs> of, uh, of like those HBO shows behind the scenes. Yeah, pretty much. Like every time you know how yeah. Game of Thrones this this season was was always like, and, and here's the inside the episode or whatever. Yeah. Like that. That's what it. That's what it was. And the funny thing is that he he. The way he explained that scene, it was like as if everything that happened, everything that transpired, is exactly how he wanted it to be. He wanted it to be just like that, where where um he didn't want um there to be a physical fight like them throwing things at each other. He wanted to show how powerful Jean was by by having her stand next to um to, um, to Magneto, so that way you see that he on his face that he clearly feels that like he's made a mistake underestimating her uh, okay at least but, he didn't have a nosebleed in that scene yeah <laughs> my uh, problem no with that can. scene is it felt so unnecessary yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it was the only point of the scene was to introduce magneto and and some other a few other players who are basically points. i mean when i tell you i died when they grabbed Celine by her bald head and threw her from the train <laughs> I'm so sick of me. Throw, throw, throw Celine from the train. <laughs> and one of them was like, and I, oh. <laughs> they just, yeah. they just, they just, they just, oh, and, I mean, Jean Grey, Jean Grey out here at the campfire on the grounds drinking lean and having seizures. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> Holy fuck. Wow. All to the music of Dazzler. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for my one X-Men cameo. And why is she dressed in that? Like I get it. Like that's that's her uh, classic outfit. But she's out here dressed like in a seventies costume, like she's down right? down a summer in nineteen ninety two. Yeah, and she could have been in some nineties raver gear. What was At least that? One nineties reference, right? What was yeah. that cartoon with the three the gems? She looked like one of them. Oh, she did in that in that scene. They wear eighties clothes. Oh, she wore yeah. a seventies clothes. She she looked just like how Casablanca Records designed her back in the day because she's supposed to be a crossover. <laughs> That's the whole thing about Dazzle. She would be mm. like a... They're supposed to have made albums mm. and shit with her and movies and things. That's why she was created. Okay. And a crossover yeah. character. They never yep. got to use I her mean, like that, though. They yeah. could have put her on some rollerblades from yeah. the 90s. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She should have let When I tell you, me and my... Yeah. When I tell you, me and my friends dissolved when Gene made uh, Professor X walk, <laughs> and his oh, oh, it was, oh. I was like, come on, Bernie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, geez. what the heck? But speaking of on. Professor S. Walking, I counted uh -huh. twice before that scene where James McAvoy shifted in his chair in a way that was not natural somebody who's paralyzed from the mid from the mid back down. Like they should have made for him some sort of a harness to keep him in that chair. 
So well, you did not done. like his chair at all. Like, how? Why is his chair so ugly in this movie? Uh, they're trying to go for like '90s X-Men. Kind yeah, of. yeah. They changed the design because uh. um because that chair is not the same chair he had also in the um, material looks the cheap one before the way he did it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know, I understand it. Like, I guess it was supposed to match their costumes, which are supposed to be garish because now they're superheroes. So two superheroes have garish costumes with wacky colors and blah, 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 which actually is kind of good, which is kind of funny that they did that because the costume design that those outfits were inspired by were about the X-Men taking on a more paramilitary look, and they said that they look scary in the comics. So it's a complete kind of... Like the idea is there, but it's not. It is like mistranslated. Um, yeah. What else? What else pissed me off? But um, hey, wait a second. How the 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 chair, um, Professor X's chair in the original um, trilogy, um, that way was it was a it was a sleek design that I that I really appreciated. Yeah. Um, when did I guess they they felt that maybe they couldn't use that same design because maybe that's this is a chair that they came. wanted to do some shit that was different. That's the only reason. Tammy, what was your thing? I mean, you about the shit had a kickstand. Lord Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Tammy, what was your thing you were about to uh, mention? Well, I mean, for the chart, we could say that um, uh, Days of Future Past broke the timeline and now we have ugly chairs. Oh. <laughs> there. <laughs> Cannon is saved. Lord. <laughs> uh, what else about this We movie? need to talk about the real atrocity of this movie, the lack of an awesome Quicksilver scene. Yeah. Because that's like the one thing that was getting me through. I'm like, okay, we're going to get... Quicksilver putting on his headphones. Are we going to have some awesome slow-mo scenes with some 90s music? Who knows? Maybe some Smash Mouth would be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the but, old. Damn, that would have okay, been, like, been the 90s reference that you needed to just sort of right. place it in the right era, too. And what, what it made it movie for me would have been perfect, at least part of the movie, um, the 10 minutes of the movie, uh, would have been if you've yeah. done that, right? Because he's too God-modded, obviously, and that's why they write him out half the time. Yeah. Uh, but if he would have done that, and while he's doing his whole thing, that Jean Grey or Phoenix at that point stops him smack in the middle and stops the music before it finishes. Yes. That would have been a great that display have been, of her yes, power. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yes. And we would still gotten the little bit of fan service you know, that we've loved from that. When he, when but he, that scene, was, that scene was odd because some, like, I couldn't tell it was supposed to be Quicksilver moving. Like, it was oddly direct. Um, because y'all couldn't yes. tell that it was supposed to be slowed down because Quicksilver is perceiving things at a different speeds. Because yeah. some people are actually move, like like standing still. Some people are moving like regularly yeah. like they normally do. So you know what and I then, noticed, Ken, in this movie, um, because we're so used to every time Quicksilver does one of those scenes, we're so used to the music sort of cueing us in, right? And everyone, everything just kind of slowing down that when they don't do something like that, when they don't cue in the music and they have him running, I'm mm -hmm. not sure if it's… I'm not sure if I'm seeing bullet time Quicksilver or real-time people watching Quicksilver. Right. I'm not yeah. sure which one I'm watching. Yeah. That's a good point. But the fact that people, some people are moving at a different pace than others when yeah. everybody's in slow-mo, that was odd. But you do make an excellent point. And the way he was just so casually done away with, and you never see him again in a movie. Never. And, uh, no. the whole, and they never resolved the plot line of him telling Magneto, hey, I'm your child. They don't even <laughs> yeah, like, That was like let, let, left hanging from Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that was a scheduling conflict actually, um, where he wasn't available that much for the shoot. Um, but I, I would have expected that to be definitely a reshoot in what the past year or two years of this thing's been done. 
I think they could have found some time to add that. Because they did, they, they delayed this movie so yeah. much already. Y'all couldn't have, y'all could have, y'all had enough time to fix this movie. They shot this and in was, 17, yeah. right? They shot this two years ago, if I understand correctly. And the I reshoots, believe so, yeah. Yeah, the reshoots were done last September. Yeah, y'all had enough time to, to fix this movie. This movie did not deserve that. It sort was of supposed to come out November of 18. Then they pushed it back to Valentine's Day of this year. And then uh, when, uh, what's his face? Alita, Battle Angel, was moved out of December because it was too crowded, which they should have done. And they gave it Valentine's Day and pushed this one to June the 6th. I saw an article saying that's what really fucked them over because they came out after Captain Marvel and after Endgame. And so, like, they came out after these two really big Marvel movies that sort of kind of show, you know, how better superheroes are done. Yeah. I mean, even to some degree, Shazam is, be- is of course, is way better than this. You know, I almost, yeah. I almost thought... Well, and also the fact that they had a, uh, a female lead, um, sorry, a woman lead, they're shape-shifting aliens, and <laughs> a big in, uh, space battle scene where the main character, like, and I, like, and I read, a, like, a spoiler about how it was supposed to end, like, before... Um, it was basically supposed to be a space battle at the end where Gene basically blows up. Yeah, that's how it, it takes out wow. the fleet. That was how it was. So it was very too much like Captain Marvel. Right. Uh, yeah. They claim and everything. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say that. Just I mean, everything that this movie tried to do, Captain Marvel did it better. And I felt like Captain Marvel actually had a female lead. I did not feel like there was a female lead in this movie at all. No. You know, I thought there was a female uh, suggestion. It was like something <laughs> gone wrong. Oh, it was forced. She was like. Uh, ex women, Charles. Call yeah, oh, ex women. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But, and that line was totally undeserved. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you, it, but I must say, I was I was looking like Gene when Charles was like, Gene can do it. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, we all, I'm like, and that was the ones, and I loved it because so we looked around too, like, 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 <laughs> I've never, I've never, that's the most uncharacteristically Xavier thing I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Where he just, the complete reckless abandon. What is going on? The, the, yeah, like, so two things real quick. So first, they now claim that they didn't know Captain Marvel had the same ending. It's not why they changed it. I don't know if I, I believe that. Because, um, you know, everybody got spies every place. You know, people talk. Mm-hmm. They go to lunch and shit. Um, second, they were trying to do this arc where Charles Xavier got high off the fame of finally being accepted. And that's why mm-hmm. he was being reckless. But I mean, do I feel like A, they pushed that too far. And B, yeah, but, they pushed the whole mm, thing about the X-Men being popular too far. That's not far. believable. I mean, they did it to set up yeah. for, the, for the blowback in the second act, which I, makes sense. But they, I feel like they went too far in the direction of, we're superheroes now. We got toys and shit. I could not. Even though that, even though they had... Um, had gotten to that popularity, I cannot reasonably see this particular Charles Xavier doing, like, portraying it that way. Right. Like, I, I cannot believe that he is that reckless. It's, right. it's very strange to me. And that's why I was saying, like, you know, this had, like, little bits of Spider-Man 3 in it, you know, or even Superman Returns, where it's like, oh, look, you know, now we're doing the best version of the timeline where he's now a hero. He doesn't have the struggles anymore and look at the downfall, right? But it just wasn't it wasn't really played well um, to really have that feeling and that kind of like resolution where they were on their way up and then come back down. He was right. just up and then they're like, oh, you're such a jerk. I'm like, but he took in this child and she was going crazy with her powers and he helped her. Is he that yeah, bad? Because they're not really showing how bad it was. You're right. And there should have been layers to that. Like, there is a, it's like they set up a, like 
a perfect thing where it's like, okay, it's not black or white. Exactly. So you, That's like, the problem. Right. This, the, the movie's trying to force you to take sides when really and truly this is a multi-layered, like Ken said, issue. It shouldn't be so so plain um, where it's like it's either you're it's either you're against Charles or you agree with him. It's like, no, it's not right. that there are a lot of things going on here that we should consider yeah. first before just just jumping to conclusions and judging him and painting him to be a villain. Like even what's his name? Even Hank? Hank just storming off and leaving? Like, dude. He, he, threw a, he threw a hissy fit. You know one thing, one name we have not said? I, I think we said the name already. We had not mentioned it in this part of the review. Jessica Chastain. Oh. And I, I know there's reasons for that. Because, like, <laughs> she her performance was not memorable. Her The right where her character's written was not memorable. And, I don't know, she got on my nerves, to be quite frank with you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, She you know, really she, got on my nerves. Oh, I, I'm not a fan of her in general. Did they, did they even say her name? Yeah, they did. It's, oh, you, you, are you not on that Grace Randolph, are you? No, it's Vuk. Oh. I remember they said Vuk, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, they said yeah, it in the movie. Did. It's in the movie. So, so I, I feel uh, kind of responsible. This is what we're going to see in my uh, other part of the review. Because, spoilers, but I kind of feel personally responsible because I kept saying whenever they announced this movie, like, oh boy, I sure hope. You know, Phoenix goes eats the planet of asparagus people because then it's good for me. That's what I want. <laughs> so, so she sort of did that, right? <laughs> people. I mean, that's that's what they are. They're the asparagus people, and it would have been such a great reveal if you never knew who they were until the end. You don't see them, the Groots walking through the forest <laughs> that turn into her. Jeez, oh, and they look like Groots, and like it would have been a wonderful reveal of, oh, hey, nerds, you know how she eats this planet full of asparagus people? That's who they actually are. If it was at the end of the reveal, I would have enjoyed that a little bit. Oh, if the streams turned around and were people. <laughs> like, I mean, don't get me wrong, spinach is life, but <laughs> but I mean, like, oh. like to me, I would have preferred if it would be so cool to me if Jessica Chastain's character was actually all inside Jean's head. Like she was literally the yes, in, the, the Phoenix Force. She was the Phoenix Force, just sort oh, of the Phoenix room or personified. something. Oh, you mean like they did in the ultimate version of the story in the comics? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> or right just make her just make her Deathbird. Either or would have been great. <laughs> or just make her the White Queen. We could solve this a lot of different ways. <laughs> oh, you mean like actually using the Hellfire Club of the villains like they did in the original version? Right, because this thing they're trying to force where Professor S is a manipulative person. No, that's mastermind. Just bring in mastermind. Because it's not so such a stretch for us to believe that, you know, Professor X is terrible and manipulative because, like, adopted parents always tell their kids they're adopted at the beginning. No, that's not how that works. It's complicated. There's different reasons why people do what they think is good. So yeah. it would be easier for us to believe a villain did a villain thing. Right. right. Compared to forcing us to try to think Professor X is bad. There are and, so uh, many ways out of this knot that the, that Simon Kinberg and his, and his writing team created for themselves. No. And they didn't even redeem, like, Charles Billy didn't have an arc. It was just kind of like Jean got over it. Right. Yeah, she got over it because he made her remember when <laughs> they first met. I'm like, dude, that is also manipulative. You're solving right? a problem by, by being problematic. <laughs> and like, what? I'm not sure, like, are they trying to say he's gaslighting her? Like, yeah, this is the truth, right? I mean, it was weird kind of. That's thing of not. Where, okay. That's also not cool. You don't do that. that no. Oh my god. No. The times when you need to use your powers, Charles, it, that's not the time. It's when you really, even though it probably was going to be fruitless, but actually going into her mind and plucking that that. that oh wait, you know he no. 
Well, he didn't do it. Don't you remember? She, 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 he can't go into her mind. Oh, she's remembering. Yeah. yeah. No, she, he told her, read my mind. Yeah. And then, memory. yeah, there you go. Yeah. But that, but mm, it felt. But it, it was kind of funny because she was like, bitch, I'm up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, what was else was it that deep? Guys, I'm just I'm remembering all the stuff that pissed me off now. Jessica Chat. So, <laughs> I, so I saw the scene I missed later on because I stayed at the theater that long. I had to after after Shazam let out, I went and saw that little part just to see what I missed. Yeah, the what? The the part I missed. Part I walked out on Jessica Chat, which, which was Jessica Chastain. So, in what the movie heels. were you seeing? Yeah, Jessica Chastain in the <laughs> heels, um, walking through the train. Oh yeah. Oh, because she's a fe- that's feminism. Yeah, like huh? like like. like <laughs> I, I just had so many problems with just everything that was happening in that scene. Like, um, uh, Matt Nito raising a subway train for no reason at all. Whether block off the doors, you could have used a car, right. you could have used any sort of a thing huh. that made a metal. Well, a whole man, subway train. She's always been a drama queen, though. I know. Okay. Everybody can't talk at once. Hold on, hold on, hold on. One minute, one at a time. <laughs> can, can, is that everything for you? Huh? Does that, you got does everything. We're just trying to make sure everybody don't talk at once because yeah, everybody's excited. I know I, this this movie's making us riot. <laughs> I want to point out that this is the same Magneto that raised the stadium in Days of Future Past. Right, but but that was a purpose. But there was a reason for that. He wanted right. to literally put a whole barricade, a circular wall around the this the, the same area the around the White House mm-hmm. so that way yeah. the, there's no way the president was gonna leave then right not just make a stronger door right Not's, right right <laughs> but here's the deal I thought when he when he when he planted his his two hands on the street I was telling Brandon after the movie I thought that what was happening was that Jessica Chastain was leading um, Sophie Turner's character down into maybe like the depths of the house that they were in. He into thought a, they were in the basement. Yeah, I thought they were going to go downstairs into a place that was all encased in metal or something that Magneto was about to raise up through the, the, the street. The same way yeah. he did it in the Days of Future Past with the bunker for the president, right? Mm-hmm. But then right. when I saw him bring up a train, I'm like, what are you going to use the train for? A door. A fucking door. And that's it. You're going to use yeah. the train as a door? But there are cars on the street. There's a right. bus in front of you. There's manholes. <laughs> but also, that scene, this is what happens when you have a like a first seat. First time director writers is a thing, but usually first time directors are directing small movies where you can get away with that sort of thing. It's understood. <sighs> but when you're making the movie this expensive and you're shooting this action scene, it literally looks like you're shooting it on the Fox backlot, which you are, but you can see, you always expect yeah. a tram to come through with tourists. And here, <laughs> we're shooting X-Men, Dark Phoenix right here. You can see there, yeah. look, there's Jessica Chastain, there's Michael Fassbender, wave, hi, everybody. Like, it's that bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just... And that... Unnecessariness. That's what this scene yeah. is. Unnecessary. And- it's such poor writing because, you know, Professor X is like, hey, you're going to jeopardize everything I've worked for. Let's be subtle about this and not do this right here where it's public. And then it's like, hey, Cyclops, blast everything all the time <laughs> for the next 10 minutes. Everything. Nobody just... else was making a big deal. You know, Magneto's just kind of floating around. But literally, Cyclops is the one bringing all the attention yep. to this situation yeah. right now. So far, nothing. So far, I don't think even, not even Magneto did anything in terms of metal for the cars or whatever crossing. He didn't no. do anything. It was just, the only reason that anything started was because, you know, um, Cyclops went off. 
after oh, yeah. being he commanded by <laughs> Professor Xavier. Like, so inconsistent. <laughs> like, unnecessarily yeah. so. Right. Why? And that's really a good description of the whole movie where there's, uh, you don't feel like the characters were consistent or the writing's consistent about motivations and who they are. It's just whatever you want the situation to be, suddenly that character is now doing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you want there to be a big scene where Cyclops, who would normally be more subtle, is no longer subtle, right? Or you want there to be a dramatic, cool fight. So Nightcrawler is now going to go crazy because this random guy died when a whole bunch of other guys died on your train. Yeah. Things like that. It's like they wanted to give him something to do. Right, yeah. and that I, I think that is the one best fight scene in the movie. If I had to pick a fight scene, because <laughs> uh, yeah. I kind of felt like um, uh, X two, where he was in the White House, where he's oh my god, the best powered. opening of any X Men movie, in my opinion, yes. the best opening. Yeah, yeah. Alan I, Cumming was wonderful, and there was motivation there. Where you see, he's a religious guy who doesn't normally do that at all. Right, and then so it was so it was really well. It was really great when later in that movie, it's revealed that he was actually being controlled in the first place. So yeah. that was really good. But here, it's just. What is happening? So I have a question for everyone. Was it just me or did the motivations of the villain change entirely on a whim? So the original uh, plan yeah. was that the um, the Kari, whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. The Bari. The Bari? The The Bari. The 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 okay, the Bari. <laughs> the Bari. They were supposed to find the Phoenix Force and destroy it, right? Because they destroyed their planet. They wanted revenge. But then Jessica Chastain, what she get a, is because she got a taste of it. She decides she wants just to keep it instead and be powerful. No, she wanted to use it to re like they wanted to use it to re um like re- terraform their home planet and reestablish. Their okay, empire. okay. Yeah, I believe she said that when the group showed up. Okay, around there. <laughs> Why did they just ask Jean Grey to go to their planet and just and do her thing? Because they're angry asparagus. <laughs> uh, Eat your greens, right? I uh, just uh, oh. uh, poor writing. Also, poor what, writing. what what are Generation X age people like Jessica Chastain doing playing a 1966 Marvin Gaye song? That that's not <laughs> that's not a popular one. That that bothered me. I'm sorry. That bothered I mean, you. That did bother me. Her- I hate to say it, but they're probably more likely to listen to that music and buy it. To be honest, I was literally, it took me. I was like, "Is that ain't that peculiar? Yes, Who plays that besides me?" So I already knew what. Whenever I hear, whenever I hear, uh, whenever I hear a musical cue, and I and I hear like certain like like a certain beat, and I'm just like, "Oh, I I just know this is some this is some Brandon shit. This is some Brandon shit." <laughs> so I was already praying myself. Brandon leaned over and was like. They shouldn't be. They, they, this isn't. This is the music they should be playing. They should. This is not their music. This is not their music. No. <laughs> Maybe they're hipsters. I don't know. No. But it, it, this is. What yeah. are you saying? Like that is a classic '90s song. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> a '90s song uh, would have made sense. It would have established the setting. Right? right now, you told me this scene is set in 19 fucking 66. Yeah, let's play. Let's play some. Here what? comes the hot stepper, right? <laughs> It's so, it's so, it's so odd. Not that you mention it because it. Play some Lisa Loeb, damn it. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. He should have been a Lisa Loeb person. That would have been completely great. Completely off. Lisa Loeb. Aerosmith, whatever the fuck, shit. Uh, also, the idea that <laughs> they came off to be, it, they wanted her at all costs to restore their planet or whatever. But mm-hmm. man, the murder spree that they go on just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, their powers were like the op- like they were like the anti Pepto Bismol. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess that. I, 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 I didn't explain it. Explain it. 
Basically, they were messing up everybody's stomach. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing. weird. Was there a point where they decided also they wanted to destroy the Earth, apparently? I remember that. Like, well, they were going to terraform the Earth. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I thought and they would then, go back to maybe make their own planet. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, no, I thought they were to specifically uh, take over Earth so that way we had to think they were bad guys. Oh, oh okay. Uh, so the idea was about. to tear from the Earth so that way the Earth would be their new home. Yes. So it's the plot okay. from Man of Fucking Steel. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, but there's so also another of Superman homage in the movie. Did you catch it? What was it? When Jay was in the bar. Oh. Just remember when Superman was in the bar and went evil? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Brian Singer was at the bar just drinking. <laughs> God damn That's it. That's no matter, right? Superman 3 you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was... I didn't understand how Jean beat the X-Men to her daddy house. <laughs> um, she had evil bad guy walk, obviously. So no matter what, well, we don't know. Like we we don't know the timeline between when Scott <laughs> got knocked out and when he, he when he burst into the into the office. I was like, she's gone. She she <laughs> had a <laughs> she had a Rand McNally map. They had like an off brand one. It didn't but, show I mean, back but still, her. they're in a jet. She's on foot. She's taking public transportation, Ken. She's not on foot. <laughs> Cyclops is probably like unconscious for like three days and nobody noticed. Because he's so inconsequential to the plot. Yeah. Okay, that's a huge thing I actually have. So um, uh, one of the things that could have fixed this movie was if I actually cared about the characters or any of the relationships or if they had chemistry. Mm -hmm. Uh, It took me a while to realize that in this movie, Cyclops and Jean were actually an item. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. which is really weird. And even then, after it was established, because at least they kissed together. Yeah, okay. Um, after that, so that, I awkward. didn't feel like... Right? I didn't feel like they were n- like... I have never seen such a passionless kiss before. Right? <laughs> and and so, you know, it's usually like that, you know, love will stop the beast kind of thing with these movies mm-hmm. where you want that to be the thing that gets through to Gene, right? Yeah, and uh, the Cyclops and Gene. But Wolverine and Last Stand had more, you know, that... Um, God, I hate bringing up Last Stand as a good example, but I mean, you could see he was concerned. And, like, yeah. yeah, you're right. Because him. you've been like, with because you've been with the two of them for at least two three, other, yeah, two other movies, movies where 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 constantly he's he's battling with his own internal, you know, his emotions for her. Right, mm-hmm. where they had that little shot where he just looks sad at Jean mm-hmm. as she's walking away with Scott. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, the so time, you so there's <laughs> there's something there, but with Scott yeah. and Jean in the in their in their bedroom, I assume that's their bedroom, in their bedroom, mm-hmm. and they kiss, and it just feels like as if somebody just said, "Okay, now you guys have to kiss, huh? You guys have to kiss." <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, right. Because uh, there wasn't that thing where like Cyclops on a mission to get the love of his life back and save her. It was just like, hey, mm-hmm. we should. We should go. I mean, I, I don't have a place to live if she kicks me out. So we should really fix this, you know, just, compared to like, I this is, <laughs> right? It didn't have that. It wasn't that drive there. It was just more about, I guess, us deciding that we have to not like Professor X or something and there's that connection. But really, it's just, it should have been Cyclops. And that was the big thing with the original stuff. Again, if they had done Hellfire Club, if they had done any other way of having something else be the reason for what's going on and then Cyclops being the thing trying to pull her out of it. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just terrible. Like the the fact that Hank was so easily swayed to like when 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 <laughs> when Cyclops yeah. when 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 Magneto is just like if I have to go find her, I'm gonna kill her. And he goes, 
I know. Yep. I'm like, what? <laughs> you, right? this is one of your students. You taught her. Are you yeah. kidding me right now? You actually had gone on missions with her. You care about her. You took care of her. You actually, um, you you do well, regular checkups with her. You you make sure that they're okay. You care well, about these you people. You noticed on that checkup, like she had high blood pressure. He didn't give a fuck. <laughs> right? Thank you. I'm done. I'm uh, walking away. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. I did. I didn't notice it, but I'm somebody leaving. pointed out to me like, get "Oh, my, blood pressure was high." He said, "You're fine. Uh, You're fine." I'm glad you brought that up because I have a problem. Like, uh prop design, right? Her getting her checkup with the super futuristic thing. It's literally a finger oxygen sensor and a, a wireless wrist blood pressure monitor. They're both on Amazon. They're very affordable. <laughs> I have some. Um, Wait, but yeah. the idea is that because this is the 90s, this is very futuristic. Oh, right. They're in black. <laughs> there were black appliances. Now we have future versions of this tech. Ah, oh, jeez. It's just, ah, oh, so bad. Yeah, um, so... But I mean... And it felt like the only thing he said that something was wrong with her is because she's a woman and she was more powerful than she should be. <laughs> yeah. So I have another question. So why was the murder of um, Mystique shot so awkwardly? Yeah, when when she got oh. murdered, it was it took so long for them to actually acknowledge Blow the camera that. back. Pan yeah, down. yeah, it took yeah. so long. Like pan down. Come on. Pan I'm waiting. Down. I, I literally am in my head like screaming. Like, why is the camera not panning down? <laughs> I don't know. Is she, is she is she constipated? Are you? Is what's wrong? Is she? What is going on here? Because I know she obviously got she obviously got impaled. Right. But right. Because you're taking so long, it's making me think. Are you going to? Is this one of those things where you you um you just trick me? Maybe she isn't impaled. Maybe something right. else happened. But no, yeah. no, she's just impaled. But my problem here, also my problem here is it really wasn't Jean's fault, but they tried to make it Jean's fault. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She didn't do anything evil. Right. For most of the movie, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and they couldn't because they had to make the character redeemable. They had yep. to make you still like her. And it's kind of like they didn't know how to write for that accordingly. Just at um, all. Right. Uh, like just, you know, all you have to do is make a Madeline Pryor. But okay, I'm getting on a whole other thing, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, if they would have introduced Madeline Pryor in this movie, I would have been upset. Um, <laughs> but even in another thing that I had last stand actually got right was... You can't introducing aliens in an X Men movie where you have so much already going on is overkill. Like, yeah, we it, it, it's kind of like, uh, like last stand just made it. It was Gene's powers already, and they kind of established that at the end of the Apocalypse, where you see Gene have giving you a glimpse of the completely retcon, completely retconned. I mean, and that's completely. what they, and that's what they did in like the, the ultimate version of the story. They made it where it was Gene's power already. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the easiest way to go through it and to do it instead of, or if you're going to have it be a foreign entity in her, you need to explain things a little bit better. That's it's why. Kind of, that's why I was just like, just just make Jessica Chastain the the, yes. the personification of the Phoenix Force, and just yes, that's the solution. Yes. It, it really could, and have her egging her on. Yes, that's why when, <laughs> in the trailer, in the trailer, when I saw every time you saw Jessica Chastain in the trailer with Gene. She was the only one in the room with Jean. She was always whispering in Jean's mm-hmm. ear. So I just assumed that, oh, Jessica Chastain isn't really there. It's all inside Jean's head. Especially that, yes. that scene where Jessica Chastain leans her into a room and then transforms the room into yes. the cosmos. And I'm just like, this is clearly a personification of a thing. It's <laughs> in your head. How did she do that? Is there a projector in the room? What's going on? <laughs> It's weird. I, I wanna I wanna highlight though, uh 
Phoenix Force egging her on. I appreciate yeah. this. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we have to. I like we, a good pun. we have to drop these, you know, throughout because we can't. We have to bring some levity to this. This oh, otherwise the movie wasn't very. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get. There wasn't a single it. joke. There wasn't a single Mm-mm. joke in that movie. And like, did Mystique, about, like, was when she time. died, did Mystique tell Hank, "I love you"? I think Is that what she said? Her, but she, she sort of kind of bugs Bunny out out of the scene, you know, like. I feel like <laughs> And because you know, Magneto I, was more upset about her death than Professor X was. Yep. That was weird. They even though, like, mm, yeah. They didn't even they didn't yeah. do enough to establish like she's saying I love you I have a problem with because you didn't do enough to establish that Hank and together. Mystique are together. Right. If yeah. if if they were together, I don't know. They they're supposed to be together. They're supposed to be together? Yeah. Okay. It just wasn't obvious though. It's I not, wasn't sure yeah. about that. that was, I didn't want to assume. No. Mm-mm. It's that not was fair not... to assume a female working with a male is actually involved with him. I want to note that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> workplace. Workplace. Um. That. Mm. Workplace relationships. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to yeah. say? Um. Uh, something about the end. Um. Well, the end of this movie where uh they renamed the school the Jean Grey School. Uh-huh. So the whole thing, like one of the subplots of this movie is about the acceptance of the X-Men in the wider world, which it goes from the best possible solution to like the worst by the second act. But they never resolved that. So where are they at the end of the movie? How does the rest of the public feel about it? Yeah, that? because the rest of the public don't know that Jean sacrificed herself right. to save everybody. Or did they tell so them they go PR what, on it? So how are we going to readily accept the fact that you're naming this school after the murderer that was on the TV? Right. Like what? Yep. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, it oh. ends, of course, with Professor X and Magneto. So uh, uh, it ends in the Dark Knight Rises version of X-Men, right? Yeah. Like, Where they're just gonna meet up in a cafe somewhere and look around and play chess. Yeah, and it was weird because they try to disguise Michael Fassbender when he shows up with the chessboard. They try to disguise his face like motherfucker, he knows Magneto. Just pan up. Don't have him go all the way around his face out of frame. To sit down like it's a surprise when we see his face. <laughs> we know who the fuck it is when we see the right. chessboard. We're not dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so, so many bad choices of these things. But you know, he looked so happy to be in the last scene of the movie, finally. <laughs> right? Michael Fassbender really did look happy. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he, he, he did. You can tell he did not enjoy shooting any of this. He just, he did not no. put his. It was like the worst performance of his eye I've ever seen in anything. Oh, man. Another thing about that, it, it reminded me of Inception, too. Yes. With the soundtrack, too. Wow. Right. Who's playing da, music? Da, 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 da. It's so I'm ominous. sorry, just a second. The whole soundtrack was just that dark, like, just like, we're going to keep the tension at 11 forever, all the time, you know? Yeah. There was mm-hmm. one joke I did count, and I think it's at the very end, is when... um. Uh, it's not even really that funny. It's when Quicksilver tells a little boy who's like running through the hallway, um, you know, slow down, you know, run through the hallways, whatever. That's what yeah. joke. Like, walk, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know where people first started laughing in my showing? Where? Um, no joke. Uh, when you first see the space shuttle that they're going to rescue and the thing is just spinning in place. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of kind like of cartoon. Yeah, it's caught in that uh, oh, loop. Oh, jeez. And I, I try to be good about this because I don't want to ruin it for other people that, you know, may have never read the comics and are perfectly fine with all this stuff. Maybe they like watching Dancing with the Stars in the Fast and the Furious movies. You know, there's an audience there, I'm sure. <laughs> but I can't. Oh, when everyone starts laughing, I can't. I have to, I, I participate. You get the giggles, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. From that point on, there was a lot of laughing and a lot of different dialogues and everything that was supposed to be dramatic moments. People would just laugh. 
um, and and starting there with the space shuttle, and then Scott using his optic glass to take out one of the thrusters because that's how inertia works in space. Oh, geez. Uh, uh, uh. I just imagine what uh, Neil uh, deGrasse Tyson is tweeting right now about this movie. It's just I can only imagine the oh, one that killed yeah. me. Like after I left, after I left, it came back. It's the very end where Jessica Chastain and Jean Grey are you know in, are in grappled in their like you know their third act um, villain fight. And Jean Grey and uh, you know just, just, Jessica Chastain says, "Your emotions make you weak." Oh, and I, I literally said out loud. My emotions make me emotions strong. And I then she said the shit, and I swear to God, uh, I missed. I had I brought a protein shake in the theater with me. <laughs> I missed grabbing it by two inches because I literally uh, unconsciously grabbed and flung. Brandon, yeah. if you had done that, <laughs> I I would have called upon every fiber in my being to make me apparate out of that theater. <laughs> I you don't have, want that lifetime ban. I would have I would have disappeared in a poof of smoke practice. Right, the genie just vanished. Uh, I, would I like have. to think you thought yourself, I, I won't be ever allowed to see Shazam here again if I don't call myself. <laughs> She's like, that, that's what stopped you. That's what stopped you. The only that's what thing. You. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I've seen that some people post online uh, in response to the bad reviews and stuff being like, oh, you're all just upset and you have a problem with you know, a movie with a female lead. Yeah, you know, it's just nerds that are angry. No, this is just a bad movie. I'm sorry. This is straight up a bad movie. I love Captain Marvel. There's other movies I'm sure that I've liked. Uh, it's just terrible. Wonder I mean, Woman is great. Wonder Woman, it's another great female-led movie that's a superhero, and it's great acting, great cast, great pacing. It's funny. Uh, yeah. This is just a dreary, mediocre movie where the characters weren't done justice and everyone was just written as needed in the moment to maybe have a plot-ish of whatever they wanted to do at the time. Right. It's, uh, the, it's the male influence that's really the problem with this movie. It doesn't do with the fact. Yeah. It doesn't even actually have, like you said before, it doesn't have a female lead. Like, no, it's and, about Jean Grey, but it's not about Jean Grey. Right. And just uh, the acting. Uh, just Yeah. I didn't really care, you know, and I didn't really feel anybody was evil enough to be fought against. I didn't right. feel anybody was good enough to be not fought against. Like, it was just, ugh, mediocre. And then there was no Quicksilver scene, which right. is all I really wanted. The funniest part was after the movie was over, people were still sitting in their chairs. Like, oh, um, I know. I Waiting. Them, I said, y'all, there's nothing. <laughs> no. Are you waiting around to see that the movie is filmed in Technicolor and, sh- and, sh- and shot on Panavision lenses and cameras? Ain't shit gonna happen. <laughs> it's the last one. There's no right? nothing to tease. And, you know, I, I sincerely wonder if some of the things, maybe we'll find out later, that um, maybe reshoots or rewritten parts of it, maybe they had better plans. Maybe they did want to bring in the Shi'ar, right? Or maybe have Sprawl or whatever as the villains. And then uh, I almost feel like it's possible that the origin of the villains and who they actually are, that may have been part of a rewrite or part of, um, you know, a reshoot because uh, maybe they decided once Fox was going to buy it, they wanted those villains for a better property or better film um, arc that they were going to do and right. something else. And they want to waste it on this movie. And just like, here, take somebody else. Who's available? I don't know. Okay. There's some asparagus people. Because there's so many other aliens you could have used. The rumor I weird. heard was that they wanted to use the, um, the whatchamacallem, the scrolls. 
which they had the rights mm-hmm. to do the Fantastic Four thing. They would do like a crossover and eventually lead to a Fantastic Four X-Men team-up movie. That's what right. I heard. I don't know if that's true or not, but that would make more sense than this. I mean, they were shapeshifters. Yep. I mean, uh, they was, yeah, they, they were scrolls because the Dabari don't shapeshift in the comics. Oof. Yeah, this. Uh, and I'm they sure, just canceled the movie already. Yeah, I'm sure once they um, heard about Captain Marvel and scrolls, that's probably where that became a big. Well, we can't uh, do that. And yeah. Captain Marvel hits all the same plot points of here's you know a female who. Uh, had more power than she originally had mm-hmm. um, and trying to figure out who she is, where she fits in the universe, where this power comes from and who she really is. And then also wrestling with her emotions, right? Yep. And her emotions make her strong. And then fighting aliens randomly and whatever, right? It's just, uh, there's a really great cat in Captain Marvel. Go see it. Yeah, there's a that's, great that's cat and great acting. And so a, much and, better. A and a Motown joke. Another Motown joke. This one, Motown jokes. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, box office report time. Um, so <laughs> Dark Phoenix was projected to make $50 million this weekend. It right now, the <laughs> estimated weekend gross is $33 million, <laughs> which, uh, basically, uh... if Walt Disney Company was not the Walt Disney Company, which literally made three billion dollars just about on um, Avengers Endgame, and it's gonna make a billion more in Aladdin, they will probably be panicked right now, mm-hmm. but um. They're going to be fine. They got it. They can take the hit. Yeah. Um, they're good on <laughs> that. But, but yeah, they're going to end up apparently losing, they say, uh, up to $100 million because this movie couldn't possibly, with this gross, top like $300 million, $325 no million, No way. Say, and I'm assuming the word of mouth is poor too, so there's no reason yep. at all. And like, there's not even like a great fight scene to say, well, it was bad, but this one thing happened. Mm-hmm. I, there's nothing in it that I feel is worth someone's time. That they're gonna have like, oh, here's a great shot or great cinematography or great costumes. There's nothing in it that I can't see in another movie. Nope. Rotten Tomatoes reviews are at 23%. The cinema score mm-hmm. exit poll was a B minus, which is really bad for like a general audience movie. Anything that's like oh, a wow. B is sort of kind of like <gasps> but it was a B minus, like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's not doing Nothing about it. Like, the funny thing is, a variety in Hollywood Reporter both gave it good reviews, which I'm like, what movie did y'all fucking watch? Simon Kinberg is connected. Oh, Oh, good point. Um, Because there was one guy, like a a Hollywood person I follow, and he said, go see the movie. And I'm like, okay, yeah, everybody, his closest people are connected to him and trying to make him look good because he's got pulled because he's been around so long. Those are the only people plugging that movie. Well, one of the saddest things about this is I feel really bad for New Mutants that's still coming out, right? Eventually, one day, hopefully, maybe, probably to Disney XD or uh, not XD, Disney Plus at this point, Um, because that might not be a terrible movie, but now it's in this shadow. Who knows? I I don't see, um, whatchamacallit, letting that, uh, Fahey letting that uh, mess up his his, um, MCU plans. Well, the thing is this. Feige says they're not touching X Men for a while because they already have their Phase Four mapped out. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I don't think he wants the, that even to be associated when they start launching their comic book properties at all. Right. Um, and I almost think that Feige was happy to let uh, Dark Phoenix happen as a movie if he had any pull over it not happening, so that people would be okay with him not working on the X Men for a while. Well, he couldn't yeah. stop this movie from happening if he wanted to. They spent two hundred million dollars on it. They weren't going to just shelve it. 
I mean, they were going to just shelve it. It was coming. I didn't. I didn't, I, didn't, I never said. I never said they were going to shelve it. Okay. I was thinking maybe Disney Plus where it go to streaming. Mm-mm, I mean, in some kind of capacity. That, like shelving it, hell no! I don't see them doing that. Even they would piss off way too many people. Yeah, even as expensive as it is, even though it's not doing as well, if they had, because if they put it on like Disney streaming, whatever, they have to eat that cost. That adds to their already <laughs> high deficit they're going to run into for like three or four years where they're launching all this Disney Plus original content. Mm-hmm. They can't afford it. They got to make some kind of money off of it. It won't be the money they want, but they got to do something but, you know- with it than just you know. That would have been better perception, though, because, like, you don't compare a television movie to a feature film movie, usually. Like, we're okay with, you know, Daredevil and Cloak and Dagger and stuff. They're quality because it's not in the theater. Right. So, I think it would have maybe had a better comparison. I mean, would have had a bad, you know, idea around it of, like, whoa, it couldn't even go into the theater. But at least it would have been maybe if they released it later and people forgot it was supposed to be in the theaters. It may have done better just in a streaming or something instead. But right now, especially after Endgame and Captain Marvel and just Spider-Man's coming up, it it's not on the same league at all. Not at all. Mm-hmm. As far as an enjoyable experience. Yeah. It's just, it's so expensive, but they would have had to, they had to release it in theaters. I don't know how Mew Mutants will fare with that. Like, yeah. um, but just, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, they got the money. They're fine. It's not, they're not, like, yeah. I'm, like, I don't think my, I had to check my stock on Monday. I don't, I don't think it's gonna take like a gigantic <laughs> hit. I mean, we're still gonna eat this cost, so yeah. Um, it'll it'll be on t- it'll be on FX playing so much so quickly. Yes, it will. Yeah. It'll, that, that'll, oh. it'll help them, earn. and they'll cut it even more. Yeah, it'll <laughs> cut scenes even more, and now it'll be even more incoherent. It'll be funny if they come out and say the Kinberg cut. Oh, oh, oh God! Oh Record God! Cut. Oh Christ! Oh, Jesus! Uh. So, really quickly, um, Secret Life of Pets Two is also underperforming. Uh, it made forty-seven million this weekend. Supposed to have made sixty. Uh, mm. It's uh, it also doesn't have the best reviews. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like forty-seven percent in Rotten Tomatoes. I thought, I thought that kids would like. Um, well, do you think kids would have liked Tiffany Haddish's uh, voice acting on there? I don't know. A mix with um, um Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart and um, who's the new the new person? Um, um, Harrison Ford is on there, right? Yeah. 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 Tiffany Haddish is voice acting. I wonder was this before or after Tuka and Birdie? Before it had to be before. Cause she doesn't. She and Tuka and Birdie. It was like she was a very. She wasn't good as a voice actress until later on in the series, as she had been. Like recording for a little while, but because at the beginning you could tell she was just kind of reading. Right. Yeah. Tell me, what you about to say? Oh, um, I liked her in a uh, Lego Movie too, actually. Yeah, Ali does too. Oh yeah, she was absolutely. Yeah. She was made for yeah. that. Role. That role. <laughs> it was pretty she, fun. She ate that up. <laughs> she ate that up. They made her. They just told her, "Yeah, Tiffany, do that thing. That thing you do." What thing? That thing where you wake up in the morning and um, you just like go off? Yeah, just mm-hmm. do that. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah. But wow. what's really interesting about um, the Secret Life of Pets too is that, um, I mean, for me anyway, I'm enough in the loop about when animated movies are coming out and such, but I had no idea when this movie was coming out because they were pushing it so hard for so long. For so long. Yeah. I kept thinking it was going to come out every week and yeah. it never came out until <laughs> like, now. Last year, I saw all the, the ads and I was like, oh shit, this okay, is about so to come out. 
okay, not just me then. Okay, I wasn't sure. So yeah. I, I mean, that might have been part of the thing where oh, nobody right. really uh. understood this was the time it's actually coming out. And I don't know if it was being pushed back or if it was just, they were trying to get the awareness high up. Yeah. Way up, was the but, was um, the was the release date always? It was always the, um June the sixth. Like okay. the thing is, they cut like wow. four hundred trailers. They cut a trailer for every character. Yeah, uh, the cat oh, had a trailer. So long. The dog had a trailer. Kevin Hart had a fucking trailer. Does that mean that they were not confident in the performance? No, they were overconfident. I think what the problem was they oh. thought that these that these trailers that showing different characters would sort of kind of get you excited about Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, again I thought I thought the, the trailers theme. were cute. They were cute little trailers. I like the cat one. Yeah, the cat one is is really good. So I mean, easy sell with cats, but uh, yeah. yeah, and that's I, I really did want to actually see it. Um, I liked it. I liked the first one, and um, you know, I can I enjoy Dana Carvey a lot. <laughs> actually, doing some voice work is great. Uh, but uh, it was interesting. I was wondering how this movie was going to go with um, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, CK. CK. Yeah, being replaced, which I don't know if anybody noticed. Unfortunately, think, yeah, people really didn't notice. Pat Oswalt replaced them, and, and I think that was a big thing. Maybe that's why they started the PR so early because they couldn't focus on him because they didn't want to bring attention to he was part of that franchise. Right. So maybe that's why they did the full character trailers. It might be like, hey, look at all these other actors that are in this that have no bad press, right? And then eventually show the main dog that's now uh, Pat Oswalt, right? Right, Ken, are you okay? Um, I'm gonna put myself on mute. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, who knows? Yeah, I I was. I I saw the first Secret Life of Pets. It, it was okay. Um, yeah, I was it, I was waiting was for terrible. the second. Yeah, I was I wanted to see the second one just because, you know what? I haven't seen just a a really, I haven't seen a cute animated movie in a while. Um, but then Lego Movie Two completely made me forget about <laughs> Secret Life of Pets too. Like they came out and. And I didn't think this movie could get that franchise getting cuter, but then it did. And I just, my heart, my heart cannot take, I cannot handle. They, Brandon, I told you, they put more music into this, into, into this um, mm-hmm. sequel. And it just, yeah, ugh, to watch it. Um, so good. Yeah, Deadline is trying to start a narrative about sequelitis, but um, mm-hmm. Toy Story 4 comes out in two weeks. That's true. And that's going to destroy any narrative you'll hear about sequelitis. It inspired Spider Man be two weeks after that. So, I mean, come on. So, do you think, okay, so I have a question about that. In your mind, because you, you know, you guys are more, you know, you guys are coming from that sort of background, do you feel like as if the this sequel, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to be as strong? Do you think the the franchise can still can still pull as many people to the theater as it used to? Toy Story? Yes. Yeah, because the benefit of Toy Story is they they make one every ten years. They are they aren't that close together. Okay. So you don't have you don't get overexposed to Toy Story. Okay. Like they find a way to bring you in, and like as long as it gets good reviews, like they usually do, mm-hmm. and everything, and they go on Good Morning America, which is owned by Disney, right? You know, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think people are going to show up. I don't know um, if it's going to be doing crazy numbers right now, but mm-hmm. uh, I think there's still a market for it, and there's been enough spacing, and it still has consistent quality overall. Okay. And it's not cars. So as long as it's not cars. As long as it's not cars, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So cars does very well, but. Um, this is broader appeal, at least. So okay, well, yeah. But thank you so much for Tammy for joining us. Um, we we'll, we'll wrap it real quick because I know your phone's about to die. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Where can people find you online? Yes. Um. So Instagram and Twitter uh, as Cow Kitty, 
and um, websites. Same thing. All right. And that's right. You can find us on all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast, SSMPodcast.com. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, not SoundCloud, not SoundCloud, ACAST, and <laughs> wherever else podcasts can be found. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Say Something Nice Podcast. I am Brandon. I'm here with Ali. Hello. And Tammy? Yes. And <laughs> Tammy! Ken is, on, Ken is on the phone, and we'll see you guys um, next time. <laughs>